Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, I'm going to be taking a little time off in August, and so I thought I'd bring up a few episodes from the archives. Today, we're going to be hitting an idea that has been a recurring theme that's been hit on in the last few episodes, and that's personal energy management. While many of us have realized that we only have so much time in our day to do things, we still tend to believe that we're going to have the same amount of energy from sunup to sundown. But we know this isn't true. Our energy levels vary throughout the day, and if we want to be getting the most out of our days, it's best to try and work within the bounds of these rhythms of energy. Today we're going to be discussing how we can work on creating our schedules around when we do have energy instead of just when we've got a free spot on the calendar. We'll be looking at some of the different areas of energy management, as well as how our energy levels fluctuate throughout the day. We'll also spend a little time on how we can make a little bit more energy. This episode was also the beginning of an entire series on energy management, so if you want to check out the other episodes in the series, be sure to check out the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash energy management. Before we get started, I also wanted to let you know that one of the things that I'm going to be working on during my time off is a new podcast with my friend, Coach Roxy Martin. Our new show is going to be called, wait, what was the question? And in it, we have fluid and very ADHD conversations about how we can work with our ADHD. I've had a blast working with Roxy on this project, and I'm sure you guys are going to dig it too. Expect episodes to be available mid to late August. We're also taking questions for the show, so if you're interested and have something you'd like us to answer, just send us an email at questions at whatwasaquestionpodcast.com. All right, keep on listening to find out what the heck you can do to increase your energy levels. All right, we're going to start by talking a little bit about time management. And time management is a great place to start working on your ADHD. Once you start figuring out how to address your time blindness, which I go over a lot in episode two, Timing Your Day, you can start scheduling your day out in ways that actually reflect how time works. And that led to a lot of great discoveries for myself about needing more white space on my calendar, and that there are only so many hours in a day that I can get stuff done. And while that might seem obvious, it really took spending the time to use my calendar to realize that I was overscheduling myself. But even after I learned that, I'd find myself coming to the end of the day and arguing that I just didn't do enough. And this is because I didn't understand energy management. And so while there are only so many hours in a day to do things, we also only have so much energy in a day to do things. And of course, we realize this conceptually, but often we don't really think about the fact that the amount of stuff we do is dictated by how much energy we can put into that work. And it's important to make the distinction between time management and energy management, because while time is finite... I can change my energy levels. Some days I have more energy than time, and some days I have more time than energy. So what we want to do is we want to try and match our energy levels to our time as best we can. Because even with just focusing on energy management, we also have to keep the time management ideas in there as well so that we can get the most out of our days. So let's talk about exactly what energy management is. Right now, how energetic are you feeling? How about an hour from now? Or six hours from now? Our first step in energy management is understanding that our energy isn't constant throughout the day. And of course we know this, but when I'm scheduling strictly through time management, I tend to just pretend that I'm going to be at peak performance all day long. While I conceptually know that I need time to recharge and schedule breaks, I still treat my energy levels as secondary to my plan for the day. 
And so with energy management, my energy levels are of primary concern during my planning process. I want to be scheduling my most important work when I'm able to perform the best. And this is critical with ADHD because our energy levels are also a prime indicator if we're going to be able to follow through with our intentions. When our energy levels are flagging, we're more likely to give into resistance and the I don't want us. And so we want to think about how much energy we have in a given day. But what exactly is this energy? It's not like we're playing a video game and we have a little indicator on our HUD telling us we've got 87 energy left in the tank. We often think of energy as what's powering us, but it's more abstract than that. And our problem lies in the fact that we're thinking about energy wrong. We are often just thinking of it as the physical input and output. But if we really want to address our energy levels, we need to go beyond its physical manifestation. And so there are four key areas of energy management. First, there's the physical aspect that we were just talking about, which is literally the physical energy powering our body through our diet and sleep and exercise. And then we've got our mental energy, which is really like the clarity of our thought and how we can push through things. But we've also got emotional energy, which is just our attitude and emotional state. And then finally, we've got spiritual energy. And I know I might lose some people with the word spiritual here, but really I'm more referring to the idea of the human spirit. Like when you dig deep and you can get more out of yourself than you ever thought. It's more of your internal motivation, and it definitely connects in with the other areas. As I mentioned in the intro of the show, I'm going to be working on a series on energy management where I deep dive into each of these areas, so keep an eye out for that. And so now let's think about our energy levels throughout the day. And here's where time management really still plays a role. So let's think a little bit about our circadian rhythm which is just our natural internal process that regulates our sleep and wake cycle. And so with this, we also have high and low energy points during the day because we're naturally trying to wake up and go to sleep and all these other things. Many people experience a low point around 1 to 3 p.m. where they have that afternoon lull. Now, another rhythm that we want to talk about is the ultradian rhythm, which is a 90 to 120 minute cycle in which our bodies are in a higher energy state going down to a lower energy state. And the big difference between ultradian and circadian is circadian is a 24-hour clock and ultradian is a shorter repeated rhythm that we have throughout the day. A clear example of our ultradian rhythm is our REM and deep sleep cycle throughout the night. And so with these cycles in mind, we want to start tracking our energy throughout the day. When we monitor our energy levels, we can kind of figure out when we've got those high points and when we've got those low points. And this is a key in energy management because you're going to be able to predict how you're going to feel because our energy rhythms are fairly steady day to day. And by tracking our energy level for a couple of days, we can figure out when we've got our high energy times and when we've got our low energy times. We can say, do we have that lull after lunch when we want to take a nap? Taking a nap during one of your low energy times can be a great way to bounce back for a fantastic afternoon. Or how are you in the morning? About half an hour after I'm awake, I'm at like a great state where I'm doing stuff with the kids, I'm getting things ready, but then an hour into my morning, I'm dipping down. That's important to know because then after that, I can predict that I'm coming back up and that's when I tend to start doing my work. And so for just a couple days, all you need to do is write down how you're feeling throughout the day. I'll use an alarm on my phone. They'll just ding me once an hour and I just write down one through five. That's it. Because an individual day doesn't really matter. It's looking at it over a process of a few days or a week, and that's when you can see the patterns. And the other key there is just making it as easy as possible. By just having it as a score of 1 through 5, I don't have to think about it too much. I can just quickly jot it down in my little pocket journal. Along with that, we can also think about this idea of maker versus manager schedules. And the difference between the two here is we can be thinking of it getting the best out of yourself versus getting the best out of a group. 
Makers need dedicated time to work on their own, while managers need timely updates on what's going on so that they can see the bigger picture. And so if you're a maker, you want to make sure that you're scheduling time so that you've got big blocks of time that you can work on your projects. And when you're a manager, you need to schedule your time so that you can get those timely updates throughout the day. And so what's really important here is understanding that there are different ways that different people work best. And understanding how you work best allows you to schedule it so that you're doing your work that needs the most energy when you actually have that energy. And I know despite our best efforts at planning around our energy levels, we are going to find ourselves having to do things when we're in that energy trough. And nothing has illustrated this to me better than having kids who don't care that I feel like death and I just want to take a nap. They still want me to get up and do things. But of course, you're also going to have other commitments too. And so our first step here is controlling our commitments. While we won't have total control over what needs to get done, we can work on not overloading ourselves with too many things to do. But along with controlling our commitments, we have to make sure we're balancing our day out with tasks that energize us. In my to-do list, I have a column marked EDN, and these letters stand for energizing, draining, and neutral. So whenever I add something to my to-do list, I can make a note about how I think I'll feel when I'm done doing the task. For example, if I'm mowing the lawn, I might make it a draining task because even though it's a bit of exercise, I definitely need to take a longer break once I've finished. Whereas if I have something like doing the dishes, that would be a neutral task, and things like going for a walk would be an energizing task. The reason this is great is that it allows me to pre-plan some of my energizing breaks after doing draining tasks, or it can keep me from scheduling something that's going to be draining right before I need something to do with energy. While doing an interview might feel energizing for me, I don't want to go into the interview when I'm at low energy. But as I mentioned, we don't always have complete control over our schedules, and so this means I want to be doing a lot of stuff to control my energy. Of course, we have the physical stuff like making sure I'm getting enough sleep, eating healthy foods, drinking water, and exercising regularly. I know, that's a lot of stuff just to make sure that I have a regular amount of energy. But we also have some options for some quick fixes on our energy. Most people's go-to is usually something like a cup of coffee, although many of us do worry about having caffeine in the afternoon. So an alternative there is just having some water, which often can help with our energy levels. There's also the option of having a healthy snack. And then we can think about just changing our state. Energy tends to follow energy. If we're just laying on the couch, we're typically just going to keep laying on the couch because our inertia is keeping us there. So we can think about some ways to change our mental framework there. Maybe we can listen to some energizing music or just go for a light walk. Not something where we're huffing and puffing, just some easy movement. And another great option is just getting some sunshine. And if you really want a quick fix, go for the triple threat and walk in the sun while listening to some energizing music. And just to reiterate this point, there are lots of different ways you can combine energizing techniques to get even more of a benefit. A final consideration I want people to make is that you aren't going to have unlimited energy all day, regardless of what you do. And yes, I realize this was my very first rule about energy management, but it definitely bears repeating. Too many times I've found myself thinking that I can just push through anything by downing an energy drink or just judging myself too harshly because I was exhausted. Or consider what your energy levels are going to be like when you're sick. Of course we can't do as much when we're sick, and we're going to need to have more rest. But sometimes, it's hard for my brain to accept that. And on that matter, remember, we're also going through a global pandemic right now. That added stress is going to make it harder. So while we are focused on trying to find ways to give ourselves more energy, it's also important that we're being compassionate to ourselves and not being overly harsh when all we really need is just to take a break.
Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, energy management is about realizing it's not just about how many hours you have in the day, but also how much energy you've got during the day. Two, energy levels are going to fluctuate up and down throughout the day. And if you want to get the most out of your schedule, try scheduling your most important tasks during your high energy times, preferably earlier in the day. Three, limit your commitments so that you have enough time to work on the projects that are most important to you. Four, if you're low on energy, try having some water or a healthy snack. You can also try to change your state by listening to some music or going on a short walk. You can find show notes for this episode at hackingyouradhd.com slash energy management. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share this episode with someone you think would also get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I love this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I bet you'd like it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2 5 10 or even $25 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. And for those of you late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, you can check out the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle with Moira Mapin. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of every month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. What do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? A barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>